0: Balancing work and family can be a tricky task for any marriage. In fact, sometimes it can seem like it's impossible to really satisfy either area. Either work is going to be unhappy if you put too much emphasis on family, or family is going to be unhappy if there's too much emphasis on work, or both will be unhappy.
1: This is really hard to figure out. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to OYF.support. Once again, that website is OYF.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for
0: Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, We've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We have a conflict-reducing episode for you this week. This is episode number 175, and today we're going to be talking about work-family conflict.
2: Hey there. Before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed loyalty in marriage. I had somebody write me about that and said it was uh, they really enjoyed that episode, so that's, oh, that's great good. to hear. So we think it's worth going back and checking out, and other people do too, apparently. <laughs> So thank you for those that write us. We appreciate your encouragement. And also make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast player so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us.
0: If you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. So let's get into the topic of work and family conflict. All
2: right. So work and family conflict. You know, these issues usually run one of two ways. Either the demands of work are interfering with your ability to manage your family life or be a part of that properly the way you want to. I'll say it that way. Or if the demands of marriage and family life interfere with the ability to manage work. You could have Mm. a major illness in the family or chaos of some sort, whatever Mm -hmm. happens,
0: Mm -hmm. right? Like, remember when my brother would come to work after their newborn was born and he would just look like he'd been hit by a truck because they'd been up all night. And like, I have no clue if they had any work family conflict, but I always remember thinking like, oh man, you just need to sleep.
2: Get some sleep, yeah. Yeah. And of course, this can go... Two ways, right? And consequently, there's different causes, different consequences, different ways of coping. And if you pay attention, what you'll usually notice is that stress caused in one area and then is then most prominently felt in the opposite area. So stress caused at work is felt most strongly in the marriage or stress in the marriage is felt. Really? Yeah.
0: Okay. That's interesting.
2: And just to be clear too, this can happen in dual income families or it can happen in single income families. Okay. All you need is a demanding or a successful job, some long hours, and maybe a lot of travel. Okay. Right? And that's how how this can go. And what happens then is we kind of run into these competing roles. And just, we want to be kind of gentle about this because we need to be compassionate with ourselves here because having a career and being a spouse or parent and parent and or parent, I guess it could be, these are two very different roles to hold simultaneously. Okay. And it's hard to juggle them, right? Yeah. And on top of that, they can compete for the same time and emotional energy. Like they can both right. be very demanding, yep. right? And they both want you to be fully engaged. And when that happens, there's two processes that can cause conflict between these roles. Okay. The first process is called spillover, where stress and difficulties in one role spill over into the other. So for example, stress at work leads to conflict at home, even though the conflict in the home, like it's really about what's happening yeah. at work. Okay. And then the other process that can happen is congruence. And that's where there's a separate factor affecting both home and work equally. So, for example, if you have poor conflict resolution skills, that's congruent between the two environments, but it's equally impactful on both work oh, and home. Yeah.
0: Okay. Right. So it's not the stress of one spilling over, as you say, into the other.
2: No. In that case, it's the same problem in both environments. Okay. Probably looks different. Yeah. And, and as we run into this, what happens is we all have a limited amount of resources like energy, time, money knowledge, emotional mm-hmm. effort,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yep. And
2: when you don't have enough resources to take care of all the roles, you end up with tension or maybe use an excessive amount of resources trying to balance the roles, oh. right? And so just kind of think about this. Is this what's happening to you? Is this what, what's going on in your life? Is like there's too much resource going in one direction? You can't take care of all the roles or it's all about balancing them and that's being overwhelming, right? Huh. It can go either way. Now, not only that, but work-family conflict can also occur when behavior resources are carried over from one role to another inappropriately. So for example, someone who's stressed at work and is clamping down on that mm-hmm. in a management role might try to use that same authoritarian management style at home.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is not going to go well.
2: No. Then you get into conflict at home, right? Yeah. And so these are dynamics that spill over from, from work to home as well. Okay. So there's a lot that can go on, hey? Yeah. And kind of the question that often comes back to is: is the problem work or family?
0: Uh-huh. Well, you know what, Caleb? You come home not with authoritarian yep. management style, but sometimes you come home in counselor mode still. Oh. Which is interesting.
2: And how does that go I was for
0: like, you? I just want my husband right now. I see. Yeah. Yeah.
2: How does that make you feel,
0: Verlinda? Oh, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so back to the. What's your question? There's the work problem. Is work the problem
2: or family, right? Right. Okay. So high demands at home naturally pull your resources away from work and then conflict at home reduces your capacity to handle conflict at work. So like these things are, they're pulling and pushing on each other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Now I have a table in my notes here, so I'm going to try to translate this into to audio. Okay. But this might be a good chance if you want to check out our episode online, it's oif.link slash 175. We'll have this table laid out on the website. So if you're a visual person, it'll be easier for you. But... What are the factors when work interferes with family? What are they? So when work interferes with family, the factors involved with that are you often have stressful or high pressure working conditions. There can be conflict sometimes with colleagues at work. That could Mm -hmm. be part of it. There could be a demand for long hours and or it could be physically or emotionally tiring work. Like it really just drains you. Mm -hmm. It could be a matter of inflexible working hours. Like you just, maybe it's shift work. You have to do it. It's disruptive, right? Yeah. Or it could be that the work that you're doing isn't meaningful or engaging and you just feel like it's kind of sucking your soul and you have nothing left when you get mm. home.
0: So it could be like a combination like it doesn't have to be all of these things.
2: It could be one of them only. Like, like some I'm thinking of these are plenty severe enough, right?
0: Yeah. Of a friend we have who does like forty eight hour shifts in a children's hospital. So that would be meaningful, engaging work, but those are completely inflexible working hours. Yeah. Like it's you're on. It's not like Yeah. You can change yeah. things. Okay.
2: Now, generally speaking, if those are the factors, some of the potential consequences are, and this is just kind of good, just kind of listen through and go true, false in your head here, okay? Okay. True, false, or somewhat, maybe. Dissatisfaction with family life. Am I doing this? No, just as a listener, I'm saying. Oh,
0: okay. okay. This,
2: so this could be, these are consequences of these factors where work interferes with family. Gotcha. Okay. It could create dissatisfaction with family life. And I just want to mm-hmm. note there that what's interesting about that is that the problem is not necessarily the family life. The problem sources oh. in the work zone, but it comes out in family life.
0: Okay. Interesting. And,
2: and part of what the work will want to do is maintain that distinction to, okay, I'm frustrated at home, but it's not actually about what's happening here. It's oh. about what's happened at work. So how yep. can I change... And leave that behind. How can I shift? Okay. Create some room. Another possible consequence is marital tension, which leads to conflict. Uh, Another consequence, higher overall life stress. How about symptoms of depression and anxiety? What about Hmm. reduced physical health, such as high blood pressure, sleep disturbances, increased susceptibility to illness? Hmm. What about higher likelihood of turning to destructive behaviors like smoking, poor eating, substance abuse?
0: So all of those are
2: potential consequences of the factors that come from work interfering with family. Okay. So that's kind of one side of the spectrum. Now the other side of the spectrum is when family interferes with work.
0: So it might not be work's fault at all.
2: So yeah, this is now coming out of the family side. So what about marital conflict? Okay. So maybe work isn't causing the marital conflict issue. Maybe we started with marital conflict. It's spilling over to work now, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: We're going the other direction. Number of hours spent on household labor. This was us in January when our pipes were freezing. It was just a nightmare, right? Yeah. It was impacting work. Uh, Childcare, especially having multiple young children. Financial instability. Caring for elderly parents as well as children. Or major events which could drain your resources like sickness, injury, financial events, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things, right? Okay. And the consequences then may show up in the work environment like poorer performance at work. More days off work due to sickness and stress. Higher rates of burnout at work increased likelihood of leaving the job and higher turnover rate between jobs. Oh, okay. So now we have consequences that are going the other direction. Yeah. Right. So it's hopefully that just helps kind of solve or give some clarity around well is work really the problem or is family really the problem? Like don't jump to conclusions right away. Really need to study that mm-hmm. and then apply your problem-solving skills to the appropriate area.
0: Okay, so that's making a difference between like where the where the stress is coming from. But I mean, as you said before, you might have both.
2: Yeah. It doesn't have to be either or, but even at that, you're still useful seeing what's coming from where.
0: Mm, Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Now for this week's episode, our bonus worksheet contains a self-assessment that you can complete and score in order to tell how significant the work family (laughs) conflict is in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that's a great tool to look at. It's always great to have something more objective like that because often in marriage we have opinions of stuff and sometimes that's a divergent, right? But what we do in this is we give you the assessment and we really help you to dig into the resources aspect. What are the resources you have? How can you enhance them? How can you use them to reduce the conflict that's happening between work and oh. family? It's a, it's a really great way to create insightful discussion between you and to figure out how to move to a more balanced place in your life. Yeah. So please pick that up. Uh, if you're not a patron already, become a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. We'll just take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that.
1: What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive, and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support.
2: You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we are talking about work-family conflict, and uh, we're looking at the sources for those things specifically. Now, let's talk about ways to reduce work-family conflict. Good idea. Now, a little bit trickier. Research on reducing work-family conflict has mostly focused on ways that employers can reduce the conflict for their employees but there are some research articles and studies on issues that you as individuals can work on to reduce the conflict as well. So we want to try to, to, to pull what we can out of here. And there's some really useful points. Okay. Sometimes it does involve going to your employer and asking for something, asking mm-hmm. for help. That's mm-hmm. not always wrong to do, especially if you're a valued employee. Basically, I mean, so let me go back out of my therapist mode into my business mode for a sec here. Okay. Because I spent the first part of my life in that field. Yeah. But you look nervous.
0: Yeah, I am a little bit. But okay. go ahead.
2: Okay. So here's a principle you can use in business that you maybe should not use in marriage. So whoever wants the other person more is at a weaker position to negotiate. So if your employer needs you more than you need their job, Mm. then you're in a position where you can ask for help for something to change. Okay. If on the other hand, you're lucky to have your job because the environment that you're in or maybe mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that mm-hmm. have flooded the field with your skill set, then you're not in as much a position to negotiate these kind of things. Right. Okay. So just bear that in mind. Many employers can offer services and some do. And sometimes we just need to ask for these things to, to help address work-life balance. Right? Okay. Things like flexible work hours, an option to work from home, the ability to work part-time or or to reduce your hours certain days or things like that. Extended maternity or paternity leave. Again, depends even on the country that you live in and your employer. Paid family leave, on-site childcare, assistance finding childcare, and other kinds of support. Okay. So just, I guess we're saying here, be resourceful, okay?
0: You don't have to be the victim and just think you're stuck. Right.
2: Okay. Now, a study in 2010 looked at a, did a meta-review where that's a study of studies. Looked at which of these services actually help reduce work-family conflict, and the results were very mixed. Some studies show that flexible work arrangements, like working from home and things like on-site childcare, can improve work-life balance and reduce conflict. While other studies show that these things have very little effect. Some mm. studies even show that these these arrangements can increase work-family conflict. Really? Yeah. For some people, working from home meant that taking the stress of work home with you, rather than reducing the stress.
0: Okay, so I can you might see have that to one.
2: Experiment with this a little bit, right? Yeah. But the research does show that these work services work for some people. And so whether they're going to be useful for you or not is probably a matter of figuring it out. It's personal preference. It's going to be about individual circumstances.
0: Right. Okay.
2: But just consider, are there things that my employer can do to help? Are there maybe resources there that I'm not taking advantage of that I could be?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, things that you can do. First, managing resources. So given that the conflict between work and marriage is due to a strain on your resources, like your overall kind of personal availability... Sometimes yeah. you can reduce the conflict by learning to manage your various resources more effectively. And we really dive into this in the bonus content. So this is just deciding how much of investment you're going to make into the various areas mm. so that you have something left for the area that's
0: suffering. Right. Okay.
2: Often often in my practice, uh, not all the time, but often I would say is fair, There's a complaint from wives about husbands coming home and they have nothing left to give. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. in some ways that can just be a classic withdrawing pattern because he's distressed and that's their stance and their cycle. And it's a matter of solving the cycle. But other times you actually have to stop and ask the question, okay, how, if you want to stay in this marriage, you want this marriage to thrive, right? Mm -hmm. What can you do so that you arrive home with something left? So you haven't given it all at
0: work. Okay. Yeah. Or recharge somehow on the way home or something. something. Okay. Yeah.
2: Uh, Next option to think about is time management skills. And this is a grain is, it's something that's wonderful because you can learn this, right? Having good time management skills reduces both work and home stress and prevents stress from one area spilling over into another. That's a research-based statement. Okay. So definitely investigate your time management Mm -hmm. skills. Could you just brush that up? And that would help right there. Right. Self-esteem is another really interesting factor. Self-esteem has an interesting relationship to work-family conflict. Now, According to Grandy et al in 1999, they had a study and they noted that self-esteem is not correlated to work family conflict and does not help prevent it. However, high levels of self-esteem are negatively correlated with all the bad outcomes that work family conflict normally produces such as stress, marital conflict, poor physical health, poor performance at work and so on. So working on building your self-esteem doesn't stop the work-family conflict from happening, but it does. It can help stop it from having uh, as great a negative impact on your marriage or work
0: life. So negatively correlated means if I have a high level of self-esteem, I will have a lower. It will be lower stress. Yes. Whereas if I yes. have low self-esteem, I'll have yes. a higher stress. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
2: Interesting. So that's a very interesting relationship. It's something to explore. Yeah. Not a slam dunk necessarily, but worth noting. Yeah. Setting boundaries. Uh, Again, another study noted that some or rather identified some simple strategies that people use to create boundaries between work and home and that reduced work family conflict. And this can be a great thing to do as well. For example, one, enlisting, enlisting help. Use other people to help protect your home times from work demands, such as having a work colleague screen calls while you're away, asking other colleagues to help with work to reduce your stress or asking your spouse to act as a buffer to control which aspects of work are allowed to come home with you. Can you help me sort this out, right?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Another boundary is prioritizing. So it's only allowing the really essential work demands to interfere with home life and making sure that you leave the non-urgent stuff until you're back at work.
0: Yeah, like do you really have to answer that email?
2: Yes, exactly. Okay. Uh, Controlling work time, setting clear time boundaries as to when you are at work and when you have to leave. Right, mm. And this is about managing your patterns, but it, this can be managing a uh, supervisor's expectations too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I, again, if you have a little bit of levers there, I think you can sit down with a supervisor or a manager and say, you know that if I go through a divorce, like it's going to really affect my performance here. But if you're willing to work with me, I need to contain this to these hours
0: mm-hmm.
2: so I can work on my marriage and be more present, more available when I am at work mm-hmm. and everybody's going to win.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that again. Like what message does that send to your, to your spouse at home when you just like you continually stay at work Yeah, and you come home when they're in bed or like... Yeah,
2: yeah. And yet often, you know, people in that situation find like, it's like, well, what else am I supposed to do? I have to make this work,
0: oh. you know, just to provide a counterpoint. We, so okay. there's, there's that. Like we need this income.
2: Yeah. There are no other options available. Okay. So that's a, that's a difficult thing to figure out.
0: That's where That's the word family discussion. conflict comes exactly. in. Exactly. Okay.
2: And then another boundaries thing is holidays, which is just taking regular time off to recover from work stress. Hmm. Something I'm not very good at. <laughs> okay. I'm finally talking about priorities and this is one to think about carefully. So let me just give you a little bit of theory here and then we'll try to make sense of this. There's this thing called role theory, which says that individuals with multiple competing roles will naturally le- lean towards one Mm-hmm. They'll develop that into a primary role and they'll see the other role as secondary. Mm-hmm. And then people come to specialize in their primary role by getting better at it, investing more time and effort in it. And this often negatively impacts the secondary roles. And this can be reflected in the fact that people who choose to spend more hours in work and engage more in their work life, they experience reduced quality of marital life. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you specialize in family life, you may actually reduce the quality of your work.
0: Okay. This doesn't even happen in like a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. You got little kids demanding all your attention. Yeah. That becomes your primary role. And then husband yeah. or whatever kind of gets the secondary.
2: Yeah. Now, it's hard to figure this out, hard to juggle this, right? Because mm-hmm. individuals with competing roles, if you feel like work competes with family, yeah you may simply need to choose which one is your priority, your job or your marriage. Mm. And, and in fairness, that may need to fluctuate a little bit with time. Like there may be times when both of you decide, you know what, we need to focus on your job right now. Okay. This is important. We feel like we're okay on the marriage side. Okay. Right? So that's, that can be legit. Other times it's like, you know what, it'd be fine for me to have an awesome career and climb the ladder and yada yadda. But mm-hmm. if I end up with no family at the top, that's going to really suck. So I need to slow this down. I need to change my priorities.
0: Okay. Yeah.
2: If you choose to prioritize your marriage, you will need to accept that there's going to be some detrimental effects to the job right? You probably okay. can't have both. That's the hard reality. And this, the vice versa occurs as well, right? Yeah. And so the question then becomes, well, how can I use some of these other strategies to minimize the impact? So if I focus more on family, what strategies can I use to manage work? Okay. If I need to focus on work right now, what are the strategies so that my family doesn't entirely get left aside and mm-hmm. my marriage? Now, I think that the kind of the reality check that I find in here, and I sometimes tell us to folks, is you can't expect to have different values from your coworkers. For example, prioritizing family life. Okay. You can't expect to have those different values and maintain the same standard of life of living that they do.
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. So
2: it's going to look different if your values are different. So you have to manage your expectations appropriately. Uh huh. And so sometimes this can come down to making some tough decisions. Saying yes to one thing means you have, you are whether you're ready to or not, or willing, or conscious of or not, you're really saying no to another.
0: Yeah. Whether you yeah. like that
2: or not. So make a choice that you will look back on with gratitude and satisfaction rather than one that you look back on with regret. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my advice.
0: So how are you not just saying like, put your marriage first?
2: Well, remember that sometimes marriage, sometimes marriage often, well, marriage can be used as a resource for stressful times. Yeah. So you might have a robust marriage mm-hmm. and you may choose as a couple to lean on that to launch a new business.
0: Oh, and gotcha. you acknowledge
2: the stress, right? So we're not—I'm okay. not assuming that I'm just talking to one niche of person where it's like they're work addicted and they're ignoring their wife.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So there, I guess, in every marriage, there's this work-family conflict.
2: It is, and it's always moving around. Like this thing it's is always changing.
0: changing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So I, that's
2: why I'm trying to be a little bit more open than whatever, right? But yeah, I think I hope that people, you know, do have the lesson that you can't. You can't have both as a top priority. It may need to move back and forth, but take care of what is really most important to you. Don't let, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't let other people's agenda hijack your priorities.
0: Mm, that's good. Like your that's boss, good. right? Yeah. <gasps> like my boss. Yep. My boss. <laughs> well, that is all for today. We'd like to thank those of you who became patrons between this recording and the previous one, Sharon and Becky. So thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us help other marriages. Next week, Caleb. We're
2: talking about Wandering Eyes, about ogling. Ooh,
0: this is like one of my pet peeves.
2: Men beware.
0: (sighs) Okay, I'll save my energy for next week.
2: We're going to be non-judgmental. We are? Like good therapeutic stance. You are. Oh boy. That should be a hot one, folks. We'll see you there.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, that's all for today's episode. We'll look forward to next week. And you can get the full show notes of today's at oyflink slash 175. And remember to go to that if you want to check out the table Caleb was talking about, oyflink slash 175. Find out how you can help marriages like Sharon and Becky did. Go to oif.support. Thanks and we'll see you next week.
1: The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.